Welcome to our community. This is Saratoga Best. We are talking about being home. Parshaski Savoy. Parshaski Savoy is, means Tava, when you come, when you arrive. Now, where are you going to arrive? We're going to talk about it with respect to the month of Elul, with respect to preparing for Rosh Hashanah, and Chai Elul, and the 15th of Elul, a whole bunch of things. But here's the first question. What does it mean, I got there? I came there. I arrived. Well, I must have been journeying for a long time. I was on a long trip, and I finally got there. And if I get there, I feel like, ah, till I saw myself home, till I saw myself home, wow. That means when I get there, I feel, wow. Relative to this feeling of, oh, I'm finally here, I'm safe, I feel grounded and safe and warm and cozy and protected and all those things. And imagine being in a place where I feel emotionally that way. Wow. Relative to that, I was in a war zone, relatively speaking. That's what we said last week. Parshish Kisese comes before Parshish Kisava. Parshish Kisese deals with when you go out to war. Life is a war. We're living in a war zone now. We're living more in a war zone in a way than we ever have before. We can all say, probably we all agree, there has never been um, a, a more charged political situation in North America probably ever in all of history. In this half of the globe, there, there have been pretty charged political, social situations on the upper half of the globe where the Torah was given, you know, is, Europe, Israel, etc. But, but, um, this half of the globe, the, the level of war-like charge that we experience now, you know, what an election we are approaching. No one can, no one can picture this coming out in peace. The day after the elections, <laughs> We will need a miracle, no matter how they turn out. Everybody has their reasons why they want it to turn out a certain way. There, we, nobody can picture a peaceful resolution to these elections, these American elections in November. No one. Right now, we're all living in a war zone, and we know that. And it's so volatile that we don't have to say what kinds of Situations can set it off. It's like dry tinder can be set off in a minute by this, that, 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 and all kinds of new things can come up that can set off this explosion that just sparks another war. We all feel it. And we're all looking forward to this time. I don't know what the Hebrew date of the elections are. And the everybody feels the only way to come to the other side of it in peace. Peace that's peace for the whole world is Mashiach. <laughs> we can't picture anything less coming to peace. So from that, Kisete, here we are in Kisavos. And as we said last week, we read it on the same Shabbos, only later in the day. And Kisava is the energy of Kisava art. You finally came home. You went in. You came home, you went into the house. You have the key. 
you have the lock, you have the key, you have the code, you go in, it's yours. You inherited it. You come home. You've been on a long journey, and it's been a painful journey. You're living in a war zone. You're out there in a crazy world. What would it take to feel at home? That's the energy that we all want, to feel at home. You come to a place, you know, what is it, Motel 6, we'll call it now, Motel 8. They would have these little ads. Motel 6, we'll leave the light on for you. Motel 8, right, 8, above nature. We'll imagine you're traveling, traveling, traveling. It's raining, it's sleet, it's snow, it's this, that, middle of the night. And you come to, there's a light in the distance, like in the stories of old, the Yidden would be traveling in the forest and it was very frightening and very dangerous and all of a sudden they would see a light up ahead and they would um, be afraid to approach that little hut, but they would take a chance and who would open the door? Someone safe, welcoming, warm with a warm meal, Gun Aiden. Unbelievable. A warm, luminous Yiddish home in this little hut in the middle of the forest, in the middle of this war zone. And there it is. That's Kisava. You come home. You come home. You have arrived. So, and not only that, when you come to that place, the Arasha, you find out it is yours. It is yours, via Shaftabha. And then the next step is settle it. This is where we stand today. We are traveling through a crazy world. And our task in life is to travel deeply enough into the chaos and the war of the world until we find the little hut deep within in the forest with all the wolves and the you know, yelping hyenas and the scary animals and the bandits and the robbers and all of that, we look and look and look to find that little hut with the little light that's warm and welcoming, beautiful and holy and and with a warm meal waiting for us deep within the darkness of the forest. Meaning for us, this world is supposed to feel like home to us. It's ours. It's Hashem's. It's his world. He's got a little place in the forest, deep in the forest, with a little light, and our job is to find it. And then expand it to fill the whole world. It's called Dir B'Tachsani. So when Hashem wants to feel warm and settled and cozy in this crazy world of war that he has constructed and he wants us to feel at home. He wants himself to feel at home. In order for him to himself to feel at home, it's called Dir B'tachani, a dwelling place in this world, we, the ones who are building the home for him, need to feel at home as well. You can't get somebody else to feel at home in a place that you don't feel at home. So it turns out means you come to this world, you descend into the world, 
and it looks pretty scary. And then you realize, no, this is not a scary place. looks like a war zone. Don't worry. Not, you know, it looks like downtown Beirut, Rahmanuslan. But it's actually a warm, safe, cozy home. It turns out that the world belongs to us. It's our world. The Arashta, we have inherited it. Hashem's world. And he said, you're mine and I am yours. My world is your world. This world that belongs to me that I created. I'm the boss of the world. I'm the creator of the world. I give you as much real estate as you need. It's your world. It's my world. It's our world together. To do what? Make it fully luminous. So now let's settle into this world via Rashta. Just realize it's yours. Don't be afraid. You're not on foreign territory. This isn't somebody else's world. It's yours. I'm your beloved. You're my beloved. This is our cute little, this is our tiny house. This is our little homestead. We're going to expand our little homestead from the shul out, 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 out. From your little private dwelling, the sh- your home is going to become like a shul, a mikdash ma'at. Build yourself a little cabin. It's going to be a mikdash ma'at, a little tiny holy place, a little tiny base of mikdash. Now expand it, expand it. Wherever you walk on the street, that becomes part of your backyard. Every place you put your foot, every place you walk, that claim it. It's yours. It's it's mine, says Hashem. Buy it for me. You walk there, but Wherever you go, claim that for me. Expand the borders of my backyard. That's because the Arashi, you it's yours. The Ashatada. Now settle in and figure out how to make this place a place where everybody feels like, yeah. This is a warm, cozy home, Hashem's home. Even a peaceful place. Even in the midst of a war zone. How can we feel even in the midst of a war zone? Because we know the end of the story. I read the end of the book. You know, it's what (laughs) the Shabbos, I decided it's raining. I'm going to read one of those Jewish novels. And I'm really going to, you know, have a nice long Shabbos reading it. I tried a couple of them. One was, you know, about the Inquisition. It was hundreds of pages. And, you know, and it started off already with, you know, they're chasing him in the dark alleyway. I just said, I I don't have the stomach for this. I can't spend 300 pages with the intrigue. This is for boys and men. This is for this is for young people. You know, this is like for a husband who likes this thing, intrigue, and they're chasing him, and there's a black cloaked figure and the, watching him secretly. And then uh, I want something nice. You know, don't, don't give me the spy intrigue stories where they're every every turn. That's it. By the way, that explains why the women are the ones to make the home that we want it to be. Yummy, warm, safe, cozy. We're not, don't, don't give me the intrigue of what's going to be with the elections. I read the end of the book. You know, this summer I went somewhere for Shabbos and ended up in the home of a speaker who um, speaks about what the Midrashim and all these things say about things and current events. He said, ah, this and this is going to happen in the election. So how do you know? He said, oh, that's so in Midrashim. I said, oh, good. Okay, I mean, he should be right. But the point is, we all read the end of the book. The last page of the book says, 
And Mashiach came and they all lived happily ever after. And it became the most cozy, warm, yummy home for Hashem and for all of us. That's the end of the book. That's the last page of the story. Everybody knows the last page. All the rest is, you know, the turn. Even this book that I refuse to read on Shabbos, I know that if I would read the last page, and in the end, it's an amazing ending. I just, I just didn't have the stomach to go through all the intrigue to get there. So the war that we're going through now is all the intrigue to get to the last page, and they all lived happily ever after. Mashiach came, and it's beautiful, incredible peace, and Isabel Arts, you, your home, your home, your home. This is, why are we saying this? Chai Elul, and the 15th of Elul, which is the establishment of some things, and Chai Elul always come out in connection with Parshish Kisavah. You know, on Parshish Kisavah, right connected, right after, right before, it's always there. Because Chai Elul is about coming home. About coming home. About, well, I'll, I'll just say it in these words and just, we'll sum this up. Chai Elul is the day that brings highest to the month of Elul. The month of Elul is the, this bridge month that takes us from, in this, from, uh, the past year to the, the, the future year. Our month of Elul that we're in right now is taking us from one of the craziest years that ever existed in history. Everybody agrees with that. 2020 is hindsight, meaning we'll be glad when it's over and we can look back and say, oh, remember, and read about it in a book. Hindsight is 2020. Let's look back and read about it. We're coming from one of the craziest years in all of history. A year when everybody had to get used to the idea of not knowing, not feeling at home. You know, not having that predictability of what's going to be tomorrow. The only thing is, interesting, that as, that where did Hashem put us in order, in order to do that, to come to that realization? He actually put us in our homes. Interesting. It would be one thing if he puts us out there on the street in the insanity and also not knowing what's happening. It probably, considering our um, fairly delicate emotional status of most people in the world, we probably w- wouldn't, wouldn't make it. Everybody would just be on heavy medication. Would be too much for everybody. But it's interesting that Hashem said, "Stay home in your safe little inner sanctum for 11 weeks at least, or for many people more weeks than that. Stay home, and while you're at home, I'm going to introduce to you the idea that you have no idea what the future will bring, but you're going to be doing it." You know, on a full stomach, not an empty stomach. Because we know when, you know, as it says of Avram Avinu, when he had to go on the road, and Hashem said, leave your home and go traveling. When you're traveling, you know, you don't have your security and all of your other things. There are a lot of things that are diminished when a person's traveling. You know, all the comforts of home, all the stable reference points are gone. 
I mean, I very well know when I, you know, got a call where I was a few weeks ago at a campsite, and it's Matei Shabbos, and, you know, I have to take care of somebody's medical situation, and uh, all of a sudden I didn't even know about it, and I don't have light to walk to. I don't have light to see where I'm going. I don't have a way to charge my phone. I don't have a way to any of any of these normal things, all of the things that we depend on, I did not have any of it because I was traveling. And I needed to get home to Addis, but I couldn't get home in the middle of the night by myself on the highway for two hours. So it was a very disconcerting feeling because that's the feeling we have when we're traveling. We're not home. We're not solid and stable. Hashem told us, we're, we're going to stay home this year. Where you have your refrigerator and you have your, excuse me, you have your bathroom, you have your refrigerator, you know, you know where you sleep, you, you have your washing machine, you, you have most of that stuff. You have your phone, you can charge your phone, all those other things. You have most of your familiar comfort. And then I'm going to put it right between your eyes. Hey guys, no idea what's going to be in the future, day to day. And we still don't. So it's interesting that Hashem told us, it's kind of like, you're sitting down. Okay, I'm going to tell you this news. We were sitting down. He sat us down in our homes, and then he told us, life's going to be unpredictable for a while. <coughs> An unpredictably, un- unpredictable amount of time. So the month of Elul, which is time, it's a bridge month between what was. Well, we knew what was this year. Craziness. What's going to be? Hmm, don't know. So in a way, it's a scary kind of a month because we just don't know. I mean, other people will focus on how bad was I this year. and That's good, but that's not the whole thing. What's going on with Hashem? What's going on with God? What's going on with the creation of the world? What kind of a world does he want to create next year? Clearly a Geula world. He only has one thing in mind. Bring Mashiach Geula. But his methodologies, Hashem's methodologies of bringing Mashiach and Gula are extremely creative and out of the box. Colors outside of the lines, so to speak. So, and he wants us to get used to coloring outside of the lines, you know, unpredictable. So the month of Elul is kind of a, a scary month. You don't feel solidly grounded like, ah, I know who I am in the month of Elul. I know who I was this past year. I don't know who I'm going to be next year because I just can't even imagine what next year will look like. So now, in this month of Elul, I would like some security injected into this month. Because it doesn't feel very safe. So Hashem injects the day of Chai Elul, the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov and the birthday of the Altered of the Balatanya. But the day of Chai Elul itself clearly was always a powerful day, Chai Elul. It injects Chaius into the month of Elul. If we're saying that the month of Elul is kind of an, in, an insecure time, kind of a scary time, because you don't know what's going to be, then, then it's exciting at the same time, but it's exciting or scary. So I need something extra injected into the month to make me love the month 
essentially. And what? Chai Elos comes along, Chai Elo comes along and puts a chayas, a life force, into the month <coughs> that comes from a relationship. Chai Elo gives chayas in the avaita and nila daigivadaigivu. What does that mean? Put chayas into this avaita. I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. Meaning, Sharan, in these 30 days, which are, oh boy, I don't know. And all of a sudden, and, and I feel like I'm in the war zone. And all of a sudden, Hashem comes along and he says, we may not know, and he knows, you may not know what's going to happen. But, you know, and these are, but as long as we're together, surely it'll be okay. And we say that to Hashem. And he says, that's what I want you to feel about me. I can't promise to tell you what I'm going to be doing next year, what kind of a world I'm going to be creating next year as Hashem. But I really want you to feel one and only thing, that as long as we're together, it will be fine, come what may. The only thing that matters is our relationship. And if we've got it, it is more powerful than everything else. We can weather all the storms together. Again, why Hashem chooses to create storms? Good question. We'll find out in the future. But Hashem is really assuring us the relationship will provide the safety and security will provide us with a feeling of home. Hashem is saying to us in Elul, if you feel that feeling like you're at home comes from certainty of knowing what the future is going to be, give it up. Don't base your security on knowing what the future is going to bring. Base your security on the power of our relationship. If you're willing to 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 go for this as something eternal that will never change, so am I, says Hashem. I never, ever, ever plan to abandon you. If you feel the same way about me, says Hashem, we, you will be safe, we will be safe, we will usher in the Geulah. We're no longer creating Isava, I got there, I'm home, I'm safe based on anything other than our relationship with each other. So that's a little bit of the understanding of Chai Elul gives the highest in the Avaida of Anila It injects, it, it shifts the whole focus of what security and home is all about. And again, it's always connected to Parshish Kisaba. Here I am. I'm home. I got there. The world is ours. We're home. Now there's, and we'll end off with this. There's one other point. Chai Elul is the beginning of the 12 days, the last 12 days of the month of Elul. And it's, the month of Elul is the last of the end of the year. And each of the, since there are 12 months in a year, the la, each of the last 12 days of the month of Elul denote the energy of the whole month. Each day carries a whole month with it. 
one every day for a month. And so in these days, <clears throat> each of these days, we do a cheshben nefesh on what we did in that month. So we do kind of look at it and say, okay, how did I do in the month of Tishrei? How did I do in the month of Cheshvan? With the eye to the relationship. In other words, it's simply, it's a simple, it's, 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 it's almost like Wahabdo going to a dietitian. She said, okay, let me see what you've been eating for the past. And he said, gee, I really feel no energy. Maybe it's based on what I eat. She said, okay, so tell me what you've been eating the past week. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, oh, those potato conditions, they can tend to make people feel very tired. You know, you sure you want to, would you be willing to try going without, don't eat potato conditions in the middle of the day, let's say. So that's Hashem saying, let's look back at the year and say, anything's come up that seems to have gotten in the way of a really powerful relationship with each other? And we get a, a day to look at a whole month and say, yeah, that, 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 and that. And when we're looking at it from within the relationship and within the month of Ella, we feel like, huh, that one so sabotaged the relationship. I don't think I feel like doing that again. And then that so sabotaged our relationship. If our main focus becomes the relationship, then we become impatient with the junk we did that got in the way of having a great relationship. So, and on the the day of Chai Elo, what do we do a reckoning of, a soul reckoning of? The month of Tishrei last year, etc. So we know <coughs> that Chai Elo adds not just giving us life for the specific things of the month of Elo, but the whole, it, the Chlalos Abayi the Chadish Elo, highest Elo. It puts the highest, it makes the whole month from what could be a scary month, a very uh, uh, austere month, whoa, what did I do wrong, to a very exciting month. Um, it begins the Cheshman Tzedek for all the 12 months, which this is what Elul is all about. It's the Elul Shabbat Elul. And so, let's just, Let's just bring this to a summation. So what we're saying is, normally, according to everything we're saying, the month of Elul used to appear to be very austere, very frightening, very, you know, who knows what Hashem is, you know, did you do well enough last year for Hashem to give you another year of life and a year of blessing? Huh. Were you good enough? Very scary. Very scary. You know, let's, Try to sleep as much as we can in hell. It's too scary. Reading that book about the Inquisition is just, oh my goodness, every page your stomach is a knot with, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Too much. You know, it's good for men, not for women. <coughs> but Chai Elul says, scary, exciting. Because remember, when we, there's a simple coaching tool, which is, saying that we can, at any given moment, take the fear and uh, the fear of the unknown and the, the frightening fear and the frightening uh, insecure fear of the unknown. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what's going to be, what's going to be. 
and we can turn it into the excitement about the unknown. And just to illustrate this for a second, what is a really kind of silly example of that? Birthday presents. You know, you've been hinting your friend for a long time that your toaster oven broke. And it's, you know, an important birthday for you. And she decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get her a new toaster oven. Black and Decker, you know, four slice, two slice toaster oven. Great. Perfect. You know, choose your color. So... When it comes to your birthday, why why doesn't she just hand you the box and say, oh, Mazel Tov, here's your toaster oven? Well, hopefully she doesn't do that. It's not a, that some people do. It's not, not good. Instead, she hands you something all wrapped up in wrapping paper and bows, and it's so mysterious, and you don't know what's inside. If she said, I got you the toaster oven, you said you wanted the toaster oven. Okay, thanks. Yeah, that's great. Okay, thanks. Yeah, how's the toast? Yeah, good. Thanks. Why is she handing it to you in wrapping paper? She takes the time to wrap it. You have to take the time to unwrap it. And you unwrap it slowly. Remember when you were a kid and you would have birthday parties? And, you know, the whole thing was about unwrapping the presents in front of everybody. And you have to know all, you have to ooh, ah, and all that stuff. Or if you really wanted to enjoy it, you just say, I'll, I'll unwrap them later by myself. There's something exciting about not knowing what's inside the wrapping paper. <coughs> the excitement and adventure of the unknown. So we can relate to it. I mean, birthday presents are not usually scary. You know, certainly not until recent years. But, but you know, we're not getting letter bombs. But. We can relate to this idea of I want it in a wrapping paper so that I don't know what it's going to be. It's so exciting, and I want to unwrap it slowly. And, you know, <coughs> if you bought me a ring, and it's in a giant box, and then you take off the wrapping paper, and then and then another one, and then you take out the box, and then inside of that is tissue paper. And then, you know, you go through about 50 wrappings, and then there's a box inside of the box, and there's... And there are bows on that and then and wrap and wrap and until you get down to it's a ring. It's a little ring. You and I were passing by a flea market and I saw this ring and it was very cute and you bought it for me and but you put it in box after box after wrapping paper after wrapping paper. It's exciting. I don't know what it's going to be. So we can relate to the excitement of I don't know what it's going to be. Partly because I trust you. If you hand me this box on my birthday, I trust the relationship enough to know that this is not going to be a dangerous, that this is a, this is a safe box to open. And that's why I'm excited. As opposed to, you know, get something in the mail to say, and you get a warning on your WhatsApp, don't open any boxes that say, UPS star or something like that, you know, or whatever. If it has this kind of UPS sticker, do not open it. Now it's scary. You don't know whom to trust. So to end off, that is high level. The coming year is a black box, a box. 
the color coding. It's a box in wrapping paper. We have no idea. It's a box inside of a box inside of a box inside of a box. And L is the month when we're preparing to start opening the box. Should we be scared or should we be excited? In general, we would be scared. You don't know what's inside this year to come. But when we strengthen the relationship and say, and ask us a witness, who delivered this box? Oh, that was my beloved. Anila Daidivadaidili. That was my beloved who dropped off the box. It wasn't some random UPS person. It was my beloved. I actually saw them drive up and put it on my doorstep. Then this is exciting. I can't wait to, to open it. Or if they say, don't open until the middle of Tishrei, I won't. And I know it's going to be fun and exciting and amazing <coughs> because I trust my beloved. We have a relationship. And I know that he want, he is going to give me an amazing year. And he's going to give me amazing opportunities. I don't have to be scared. Opening the box. So that's high elo. High elo injects the experience and the memory of the relationship. He makes us, high elo brings us to realize who sent the box. My beloved. And whom, who am I to him? I'm his beloved. Me to Hashem, Hashem to me. And therefore, I'm, I, ha- I do not have to have any fear. Even when there's chaos and war all around me, and I feel like we're living in downtown Beirut, but as long as we're in this together, myself and my beloved, myself and Hashem, I'm safe, he's safe, we're safe. We're, it's going to be fine. It's going to be better than fine. He's counting on me to co-create the year and, and make it a year of Geula. And we're going to do this with the whole focus on the relationship. So may it be that before we even come to Chai Elo, as we're starting the week leading up to Chai Elo, we should find ourselves way before Chai Elo, already feel the air of Elo and Chai Elo, because Chai Elo injects, injects Chaius into the whole month all the way from the beginning of the month. We don't have to wait to that day, but it goes all the way back to Rosh Chodesh Elul. So may we feel the highest of that relationship and experience ourselves together under the chuppah, and be inscribed, a year of Geula for all of us and for the whole world.